Hey everyone, welcome to the Pulse Strong Podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today, I interviewed the amazing Chloe Anderson. She is an expert master trainer and two times UK national champion. Chloe, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. This has been exciting. How are you? Good, thank you. Very hot today. So. Oh my God, it's so hot in the UK today. It's boiling. <laughs> know, how, um, how have you found the last year? Um, good, good and bad, I think. You know, I yeah, think where everyone been there's been a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. I think everyone's reevaluated a lot of things uh, in their life. And I think there's a lot more self-care. Um, for, yes. You know, for myself and for many people I know as well. Um, I think people are taking less on, whereas it took a step back. And I think we all realized like, wow, I was doing quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, then, I think it, I, I think the reprioritizing has been, for me personally, I found that huge. Definitely. Did and you I think what positive thing to come out of something so awful. So. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And um, so you have, do, is, do you have your own studio? Yes, I have a studio down in Brighton called The Pole Lab. Yes. Um, we've been going 10 years. So yeah, 10 That's years really close year. to me. I'm only in Southampton. Oh, really? Super close. <laughs> we're very lucky to live by the sea. <laughs> yes, this is it. I didn't realise you were in Brighton. That's yeah. so close. So, so you've yeah. got a studio down there. So how did you find it when you, when, well, when Bojo gave the announcement that we were shutting down, how quickly did you transition online? Did you find that quite smooth? No. <laughs> <I hated it>. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful um, yeah so it took a lot of trial and error I was very lucky that I had quite a few friends who went to studios as well so I got to talk to them um quite a bit and, and get quite you know it's it always nice to bounce ideas off each other and to say oh, okay this worked for me this didn't work for me um like Leah Rose for example um she was a massive help we trained a lot together on zoom and you know just so cool having someone there to just talk to you know, like, especially with Zoom, I've, I know a lot of instructors have had the same. You'll have like 15 people book onto your lesson and one turns up. And it's it's quite hard, you know, it's quite like you've, you've planned a lot, you've put a lot of energy into it and the appreciation you have for one person turn up is great. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's very different from what you're used to. And none of us have ever been trained to teach online. None of us have ever been trained to teach on Zoom. No. It's been a learning curve the whole way. You know, internet problems. Everyone had really bad internet. You never needed it at your studios. And I think um, it's like now having the knowledge that I do teaching online, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Like it's opened up a whole new world and possibilities to me. But yeah. it definitely didn't feel like that at the beginning. So one thing that I found the the most difficult actually was when you know if you felt like you needed to spot someone. Yeah. And you, well, actually, no, because you tailored what you what you were going to teach online. But some people, even the, even a butterfly requires a spot at times. Yeah. So you I know, mean, it's, you have to, like you say, you have to tailor your what you're going to teach. And also, like, do people need a spot? Are you safe about a spot? Are you okay to give this a go by yourself? Like, please make sure you're being safe. <laughs> I think, like you like you said, you cater it, don't you? And I think yeah. you get really creative with how you teach things. So instead of doing a butterfly, you do maybe you hook a leg and then you lower down into a forearm stand. Then mm. maybe you go a little bit higher and then it's a butterfly handstand and you just stage it more. But like obviously teaching expert and everything, our main priority is safety and spotting. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm teaching online and I'm not able to spot people. And you just, it's, yeah, it's being very clever what you teach. And also I think now, like I have, like I know the people I'm teaching. It's very rare that I get people who book on that I don't know. Yeah. Um, or perhaps that aren't at the level that I can give them things to do. But yeah, no, I agree. It's it's terrifying at first. And you're like, I just scared I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> Such words, yeah, everyone's safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this where your like low pole flows stemmed from? I feel like they amazing. they just for me, they from watching from an outsider's perspective, it just they just like, sort of exploded. Yeah. And I when think you started those. It was, I didn't, you always get that fear because like, obviously I wasn't very big on social media at the beginning because I didn't have time. No. I was teaching, I was performing, then I was doing experts. So I had no time really to train. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was like, oh, this won't kick off. I like, maybe, maybe I'll get like a couple of people who give it, give it a go. It was more just to like, you know, get me training more and give me a reason to keep going back to the studio every day. Or yeah. Every other day. And uh, yeah, no, it went mental. And I think one, it's safe. Two, I 
for me, I love low pole. I'm a very lazy pole dancer. The idea of getting up the pole is, you know, it takes my body a long time to warm up. I'm a lot older now, so it definitely uh, takes a longer time for my body to want to be up the pole. So low That's pole interesting. is lovely. Like yeah. I just roll around the floor in some leggings and some knee pads for an hour and then I feel ready to pole. Um, but so it was really nice because I didn't realize how many people struggle with doing low pole. Um, for me, it's just like, you just roll around on the floor and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean with that. Because I remember when, I remember posting one of the, I, back in lockdown, I was thinking, I'm, I think I'm going to start doing some tutorials. I think I'm just going to post, you know, I, I was in my lounge and I was like, even if it's just going to be like around the world. And I remember posting up and it just went wild. And it's like the most absolute basic, like, basic yeah basic basic pole move and I was like this isn't going to kick off <laughs> and I was like okay it's like finding what the market wants isn't it and finding what what people are after but those low fo those low flows are, are and beautiful. I think it's as well as finding what your niche is like I love low pole so it doesn't seem hard work so my dog's trying to eat stuff and um, it doesn't <laughs> seem hard work doing it and I think you know like you say you're you're so strong like the, the tricks that you do are amazing and it's so like, yours <laughs> i don't feel it i, I just like dancing <laughs> around on the floor um but i think you know finding out what your niche is what you enjoy doing means that people are probably going to enjoy it just as much if i'm trying to teach someone how to do flips which i'm not like i do the basic flips but i'm no no sort of expert at it leave it sorry dog. um but yeah Cute. so you know I love what I do, which means I, I practice it a lot, which means yeah. I can give more knowledge and it doesn't seem like work. And, it, you know, I think people enjoy, sorry, he's distracting me. He's just <laughs> throwing toys at me now. Um, people will enjoy it as much as you enjoy teaching it. Definitely. And it comes across, doesn't it? It shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really does. So um, how did you, where did it all start for you? When did, how did you get into pole? Um, so I used to live in Spain and um, I taught in, yeah I taught English as a foreign language out there I was there for about seven years um, wow can you speak um, Spanish then I take it you can could could not anymore <laughs> pretty rusty yeah just um, all that <laughs> yeah, exactly I'm just, hopefully a little bit on that but yeah so I used to live out there for quite a while and um, I worked in beach bar and then taught English and um, I just I got you know you get to a point in your life you go well this is not making me happy. I'm not enjoying yeah. what I'm doing at the minute. And so I did some life coaching. Oh, okay. Came out as trying to dance, like have a go at different dances. I've always enjoyed dancing, but never trained in any dance. And then uh, I gave, gave pole dancing a go. The studio opened up around the corner from me. And then I was hooked first lesson and I did it probably four times a week. And just yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it, when you look back at like your journey and like even when I started, it's so different to how it is now. So, so different. And how the industry has adapted. And like you say, you just, you don't, there's not a safety around it like there is now. There's no safety. No, no. How long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it for about nine years. Yeah. I think it's about nine years. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Nine like years, back then it was butterfly flatland scorpio if you could do an INX, you were competing professionally yeah performing professionally and that was pretty you know capo climb that was a good one as well yeah, yeah i mean when i started i did the whole you know like when you run up to the pole to try and invert yeah like my my instructor my first ever instructor said to me she was like right just run just get a run up and just and just go <laughs> you'll go you'll get up and I was like okay. yeah, I did it now it's like oh my god don't do that <laughs> you know and I even if I see students do it now I'm like don't you dare back up in front of the pole you are not taking a run up this is not what we do anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah so did you um did you not have a sporting background at all no nothing um, no you just started it and loved it yeah that's it I did a bit of swimming when I was younger but that's it um yeah just I think like for most people if you don't like exercise and you find pole all of a sudden you're like oh I finally like some exercise yeah um, you're totally right with that yeah I hate the gym I do it sometimes because it's necessary mm -hmm. um I'll dip you know dip my toe in some other things I do the occasional CrossFit class like twice a year um, and <laughs> they do a bit of gymnastics four times a year yeah um, a run once a year but no yeah. like it doesn't interest me I'm not I'm not excited to do it whereas when I get into shoot even if, if even if you're like I'm so tired I'll just do some low pole yeah yeah <laughs> just do I'm something that yeah really I this is why I do 
I enjoy I enjoy doing pole with my clothes on. I enjoy yeah. the style. I enjoy the way it looks. It's why I pole in socks. Because I've yeah. always liked that real fitnessy look. And I think it's the same when you're fully clothed. So again, for me, doing like any form of like low pole, anything where I don't really have to climb, I really, really enjoy. Yeah. For, for that reason. So do you um ha- do you do any other form of cross training? Is all of your because you are really strong, so is all of that been built in the studio? So I used to have personal trainer. This was mm-hmm. quite a few years ago now, so probably seven years ago. Yeah, must have been, if not. How longer. long have you been polling now? Twelve years. Twelve. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know, really old. <laughs> no, it's no, it's experienced. Thanks, thanks. I like that. Experience, That's yeah. Not saying. old. Experience. Um, so yeah, you had a you had a PT about seven yeah, years ago. Yeah, so a personal trainer. I used to CrossFit all the time as well, and this was years and years ago. So I was a lot sort of more petite then. I was like, I didn't have as much. I guess structure, mus- muscular structure then. Um, so yeah, so I built it up a lot through um, CrossFit, through PT. Um, I do flexibility twice a week with um, Car- Carolyn, um, who teaches at our studio. So she, I do uh, one-to-ones with her or two-to-ones okay. with her. Um, but otherwise, just pole training now. I think on the, on the build-up to it, I definitely did a lot more cross-training. Yes, to build the strength. Like, Exactly. Because I do so much pole now and I do try and do a little bit of cross training here and there when I can fit it in like gymnastics or CrossFit. So I'm training equally Mm because it definitely reduces my risk of injury. But I think I'm at the point where it's my flexibility starting to go down because I'm training so much performing and teaching. Like I don't know about you, but my shoulders are just so tight. So now I think for me, I need to start introducing a lot more flexibility into my uh, training rather than strength at the minute. Yeah, my shoulders have always been a problem. I don't know why. It's that rotation over the head that yeah. is, it's like, it's be, there's something that stops me in the back of my shoulder. Um, and, and yeah, but it's it's finding the right person, isn't it? To, but I, I know I need to work on my flexibility, but it's finding a, the right coach for you. But you've got someone at the studio who does that. So that's really, really cool. The problem is I only want to do spot splits. <laughs> <laughs> this so is I'm it. Like, well, she's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, box bits. <laughs> yeah. And you only like, I, I'm really just, I'm in, I've got, I've got a set little routine I do for warming up my splits, my front splits, and my middle splits. And I don't really do anything else. And I'm like, well, that works, but it doesn't. I need more. And it's sort of like you say, you get quite comfortable, don't you? So yeah. you look for, you look for the stuff that you enjoy doing. Exactly. instead of being pushed outside your comfort zone but yeah. um but you are really flexible so do, do, have you had to work on that a lot yeah yeah I, I would say that's probably been the hardest part of my journey because I don't enjoy yeah. flexibility training I find it really painful I find it yeah. really frustrating I find it very hard to relax into it like yes it's I enjoy doing and that's fine but when it's it not funny because it's the hardest one but my I think it depends on your body my hips are yeah. open so it's right. like my hamstrings are super tight. So even my forward fold now isn't great. My splits are really turned out. So Karen has been trying to get me very square. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I do it because of pole. I do not do it because I enjoy it. And I think as well, I'm very good at making myself look bendy and cheating it because I'm so good at turning out and angling things that it makes it look like I'm more flexible than I am. Definitely. One of my students actually come to me recently and wanted to do the shoulder split that you did the, um, it's really low and you bring the leg up over the shoulder and then split. It's like a low shoulder forearm oh, split. Yes, yes. You know what I'm on about? And my God, when I did it, I was like, I hadn't warmed up my splits. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, holy shit, <laughs> this looks amazing. Oh yeah. It, but it's stuff like that. Like it's, it's all everyone about angles. Can, yeah. All about those, all about those angles. Absolutely. I mean, obviously you have to have a certain level of flexibility, but you don't need to be in it. You don't have to have a flat split to make it look like you have a flat, flat split. Yeah. Like my oversplits are shocking. My le- and I, if I get into an oversplit, it's so turned out that I dread to think what it's doing to my hips. But it looks good on the pole. Because you think the pole's always in the way, so you're never really doing a correct split a lot of the time. I no. It definitely, it's better for your body too. But I think with pole, if you can turn out, and I do think box splits is probably one of the better splits for pole, because you've got your straddles, you've got your shoulder mounts, you've got you know everything turned out so box split's going to make you look bendy on a pole yeah i agree with that actually and also it's it's interesting that you say that because once you start learning like the jade split for example jade split is a bloody nemesis of mine i hate it i hate it and um 
but actually when you break it down like the last time i did it i like i had an over split and it was just because of the angle yeah like, it's actually when you actually realize that you need to focus on that back leg more than you do the front leg and it's actually not even really about the split it's more the pull and where you put your leg yeah it, it changes everything massively yeah. so in a, again it's one of those ones where yes having a flat split or having your splits does help but you can make it look flatter if you know what you're doing and the right angles which is just so interesting isn't it because it's just such a but no but, one believes you when you say it no <laughs> this is, it's all about angles <laughs> yeah exactly until until they do it themselves you ever get that when you do it when you when you like take a photo or do a video and you look back at yourself and you're like oh holy shit <laughs> that yeah. does look like a good split which is why I love pole because you always even at any level you always surprise yourself sometimes and you go ah oh, I did something I never thought I'd be able to do yeah <laughs> this is totally totally true I absolutely love that so um at what point did you get your studio when did you start doing this full time um so I opened the school so it wasn't my own studio at this point so I opened the school I'd say 10 years ago and it's it was a lovely space yeah again it's all Instagram isn't it it's a small space so ideally one day it's going to be bigger. But yeah, it's again, you know, it's all... You would never know. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think for the first three years, it was just sort of part-time, just building it up, getting clientele, starting more um, in... I did like sort of one-to-ones at home and things like that as well. And then just hired a space. And then it, I did it full-time, but I was still hiring like a studio by the hour which Ooh, was yeah. Really, yeah frustrating we've all been there and it's yeah setting up every day and packing down and things like that was a nightmare so actually the studio that I'm in now I've had I think three or four years now so I have been doing it full time longer but actually having my own studio has only been the last three or four years and it's yeah. just really nice to have we're very lucky we've got really good transports we're up by host station you know we can walk to the beach we can see the sea from the studio we've got sun wow. all day around. so it's really nice but yeah. I mean, we've only got five Oh, we've got six poles in it at the minute, but yeah, so five to six poles. But it's quite, it's not the biggest of studios, but it works for us. So one day I'm going to have a massive studio. <laughs> I mean, I remember going to, so in our studio in Southampton, we have, oh, no, we have, yeah, we have two, we have six poles, solid poles, and then we have two freestanding. So actually, we have eight poles. Um, but six is still a, a solid amount. But I remember, two, I think it was like two, three years ago, I went over to Ireland and did Lisette's intensive day. Yeah. And her studio. Wow. Wow. Like her, like it is, it is exactly what it looks like on Instagram. It is huge. I mean, you see the space between poles just on Instagram and you're like, oh, what I'd give. <laughs> yeah. So when we arrived, so they've got, they've got the room upstairs like that. And then they've got the same downstairs for all the hoops. And it's like, oh my word. Where do you, where do you find a space? Like, I don't even know. There's nothing here in the UK that's even like that. No, in Brighton, I mean, you'd have to go on the outskirts of Brighton. Or, I mean, you could find something, but you'd be paying at least 6000 6, a month. Yeah, outrageous. And you just go, is it worth it? Or do I just keep a little studio, get a good income from that, less stress? Because yeah. the last thing I want is go, where do I find six grand from every month? You know, it's yeah. just, it's too smart. Yeah, but hers is at absolute goals. <laughs> yeah, so I, one day I want to go there and uh, and train. It looks amazing. Yeah, it was it was the, it was an incredible incredible weekend. Um, so your um, with you doing this full time and stuff like that, I just want to touch on a little bit about your diet and how you look after yourself because diet is a bit of a you know a taboo word and people take it different ways and I'm not saying that you know strict regimented but are you quite cautious about what you what you eat do you watch what you eat um okay minus the last year and a half <laughs> yeah let's minus yeah. that minus that yeah, let's forget about that and um, so I I would say I eat healthy but I don't restrict myself from anything yeah so, solid yeah, I think, and as you can see from my Instagram, definitely not, you know, I'm not super lean, I'm not super tiny or anything like that. Um, I I enjoy food a lot. I enjoy going out for dinner. I enjoy, um, I like dessert. I like, you know, I like all the things Good that everybody stuff. likes. Yeah, but you still day. look great. You still look amazing. But I, I think I, I eat healthy meals and I think that's it. Yeah. You know, I, I always have the fish or or something protein wise I have lots of vegetables and then I don't eat massive amounts of bread 
I eat rice noodles instead of like pasta or I have, you know, gluten-free pasta. Um, so I do make healthy choices, but then I also have all the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah, so, a bit of a balance. Yeah, and I have like, I try and eat more yogurts instead of chocolate or I have dark chocolate instead. I, you know, I've to be honest, this week I've had an ice cream every single day because it's hot. But, yeah. Why not? But I just think I'd rather be happy and enjoy my food, but mm. make the change, the small changes where I can to keep my calories low. But, yes. Yeah. I'm but definitely once you, not regimented on it. No, but once you start doing, once you've been doing it for a long time, like you just know what works. Like if I was to have a shoot next week, really our last minute, you know, no, no, no prep, no prep or, you know, not much time. I know I could turn my body around quite quickly yeah you know because you know what you would need to do and that's the, it's the same when you you know you can have a bit of a laid-back diet because you know you know when to rein it in a little bit you know when to drop your calories you know you know what works for you what doesn't work for you what yeah, bloats you so nice like and at balanced. the minute for example we're not drinking at the minute again because we want to reduce our calories and we just want to sort of tone up a bit and alcohol for me is the worst one because you it. know especially when it's sunny the first thing you want like oh, glass of white wine's nice yeah um, but actually stopping drinking is not a big, like it hasn't been that hard. You know, we just find like non-alcoholic beer or something. But I yeah. find calorie-wise and weight-wise, you just tone up quicker. So. Yeah, and I think it all, like you say, it all depends what works for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, and how, that, and how that works. Now, something I did want to talk to you about, actually, was the absolutely incredible photo you had done with the image seller with your partner. <laughs> that was I have never seen anything like that. well I actually have but not to that like I haven't seen something like that for a while like that was thanks that was good stuff <laughs> we're very um, lucky that uh, yeah so the image seller is not very far from us at 30 minutes away from us so we're very lucky yes so yeah. whose idea was that um, so I guess I've been working with the image seller for a few, quite a few years now. Simon's amazing, isn't he? As well, like he, when I speak to other students, and so I've got, I've got a girl, I've got a girl that wants, really wants to do a shoot before she's going away. She's leaving, and we haven't, we haven't got one set here up in the studio anytime soon. And I said, hey, go and see Simon. Go to his studio. Yeah. You know, go and go and book one in with him because there's, there's no one quite like him. I haven't come across a bit of photographer. And you're all nervous. You're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. By the time you leave that studio, you feel like you are the best pole dancer that has ever existed on this <laughs> planet. He's so enthusiastic and he's so passionate about what he does. When he finds that shot yes. and how excited he gets about it, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I I remember doing the last one I did with him. It's like two years ago now. We really need to do another one. But um you know when he's like come and look at this look at this we've got it we've got it we've got the shot and you're like yes yeah but that's remember... it isn't it and you just say I, I haven't worked with loads of photographers but I've worked with a few and I definitely find that his his passion in what he does is just it just rubs off on you and you just yeah. get so as excited as he does and I think it's it's rare and I, I, he always says to me his main thing is to make people feel the most beautiful that they've ever felt and like the best that they've ever felt that's his and main he does thing. Oh, 100% without a doubt yeah. like when Alex came to to do the shoot with me mm -hmm. he, you know he was saying he was super nervous didn't know what to expect he's like oh you know I'm gonna have to take the top off in a photo shoot never done one before um and by the end of it, he was like, oh no that's quite fun <laughs> <laughs> when's the next one <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so did you um did you, who where did the idea come from because the vision itself is almost like it was it's so well set and obviously yeah. Simon would have helped you with that, but was that was that a vision you had, or was, did you go to him and were you like, you know, he wants to be in it? What where did that where did that sort of stem from? So I could always bounce ideas off for Simon anyway, and um, he he was like, I think I said I wanted Alex to come along for a shoot, or is either his idea or my idea? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. he had some couple pictures on his phone um, of things that he he was playing around with, like different backgrounds and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, let's try a couple shoot then. And then I saved some stuff, image sellers, and um, Simon saved some stuff. And um, and we, we were like, okay, it'd be cool to basically have this running joke of like, tag as many businesses as you can and see what happens. <laughs> and Alex loves Belvini, which is the whiskey, and he loves um, yes. Jeffrey West shoes. And he was like, let's tag them and see if they, re they none of them reposted. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? 
very if you that, look at Belvini, it's very old man with it glass. is yeah yeah and, uh, there's no way they'll retag it anyway so um we, he bought like his shoes along and i was like let's stick the whiskey in it and you know make it almost like a whiskey sort of effect and then basically i just stood over alex in as many different ways that i could push my bum out as, as possible <laughs> and then obviously as simon he's like okay move there do this try this um, but I think, you know, we just sort of brainstormed ideas. To be honest, I think we got drunk one night and we were like, what could we do? <laughs> that is so cool, though, like that he was so prepared and willing. Like you're, the fact that you've got that and he yeah, was and part everyone, of your moment there was is really cool. Everyone thinks I forced him to do it. But Alex is like, in his, in his own right, he's a bit of a showman. So I never really have to force him. Like, Here we like, go. Oh, do you want to dress up as a panda straight. for me? Yeah. Like dress up as a panda and I'll lap dance you on Zoom. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right then. exactly, it's got to look good. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. I love that. I am very lucky that he's uh, he's re- like up for doing things. And you, um, well, so I didn't I didn't realize actually how much, how, quite how much you did perform until I've recently seen on Instagram. Like you're out pretty much every weekend. You perform loads. Yeah, I mean, before I, it used to be more. So now it's sort of every weekend, every other weekend, slightly less, just because obviously things are still picking up a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I managed to do fringe. First ever time I did fringe. First time I've ever done uh, fly pole. Terrifying. Scared of heights. <laughs> Nervous every night. Um, <laughs> but again, it was it was just such a nice challenge. And just to perform in the Spiegel tent was incredible. Like the audience yeah. room setup was lovely. So that was an incredible experience. Um, and then, yeah, so I perform for Show Lesque pretty much every week and Cabaret Bohem. So it's run by the same person, Veronica Blacklace. Um, so the Show Lesque is at the Walrus and they basically do um, cabaret nights with food. Um, it's, it's, I'd say it's designed more around sort of hens and parties and things like that, but they have okay. groups go as well. Um, and it's on an R pole. It's 2.2 metres. Uh, so there's a lot of low pole going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice gig. Like I know all the other performers have known them for a long time and they're, they're so good. And it's such a, just such a nice backstage group of Veronica Blacklist has been an absolute legend. been working with her for years. I've been very lucky to be part of what she organizes. So um, cool. Cabaret Bohem is, um, she runs like a burlesque, um, like teaching burlesque and uh-huh. she does shows every six weeks. And it's like these big shows where the girls perform and amazing incredible so yeah i've been very lucky to have met her and and to be part of what she does and yeah it's been brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah and now do you prefer performing or do you would you ever compete again or is that like that is that like part of your life done Uh, have you done it i think i'm well i'm meant to be doing exotic generation in november obviously covid dependent dependent um yeah so you know what I'd like to UK PPC one more time I haven't entered this year because I just think there's too much going on my head's not in it um and I want to do it justice so I think I'd rather wait a year get get into shape get my Mm -hmm. head into it and do that so I'd like to do one more big like I would I call it almost like the the fitness one the more gymnastic sort of you know it's very technical um but after that I, I love doing the fun like the comedy ones like I really enjoyed the panda one with Alex I'd enjoy like dance filthy and I think I prefer doing since performing more I think I prefer doing the more performance funny yeah one. with like a theme to it almost yeah absolutely yeah. I think UK BBC is great for fitness getting me into shape and and seeing what my body's still capable of doing that's mm-hmm. why I want to do it um, but yeah, in, in regards to performing, you get more more buzz out of it when you when everyone's laughing and enjoying it and watching it and comes up and like, oh, that was really funny or that was like such a good laugh. That I re- I enjoy more, um, and I think it stands out more as well because if you think like for me, the most memorable performances tend to be themed. Like there was Carly Hunter one where she was dressed as this old woman walking across the stage. And then like this hip hop beat kicks in and then she just busts out these moves and like her theme and how she stuck to it will always remember it. Whereas something that doesn't have that, I tend to forget. And Yeah. And I think as well, when you are performing with a character, you can really, whether rightly or wrongly, whether you do this, you can either hide behind the character and a part of you that would never normally be, you know, your normal self, that real hidden 
you know, personality can come out for some people. Um, you can really play into character, you can have yeah. fun with it. You almost feel like a... It's less stressful. You know, yeah, yeah, because there's more, there is more fun around it too. And you if can you make, mess you, up a move, it's like, oh well, still funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe you can bring that picture of you and Alex like real to life. That could be your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm in, I'm in on stage. <laughs> yeah. um, so with your, you're on the go a lot. Then you perform, you teach loads, workshops. What? Well, when I say this, everyone reacts the same. So, what does downtime look like for you? And everyone's <laughs> like, what does downtime mean? <laughs> you know what? I, I'd say I've got more downtime now than I ever have. Like so. For example, we've been at the beach all day today. We've been nice. taking Pedro out. Um, we're going to a comedy show tonight. Um, so I think we're doing more things together. I definitely, you know, dog walking. And as I said, we're very lucky to live by the beach. So quite often we try and do a swim in the morning or a swim in the afternoon. In the sea? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a sea swimmer. By, by swim, I mean five minutes. Paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my head's under I've done a little bit of breaststroke and I'm back out so it's a loose sense of the word swim but okay in the sea get back out um but yeah I think we're making more of an effort now to do things so like next week we've got Ninja Warrior um what else yes you're gonna love that really I'm so you're excited. gonna love it you're gonna love it I did it uh about a month ago yeah and it was it was, it was good hard. well well, I think it was. I think it was okay. I think for us, it's. I think for us, it would be great. You'll you'll yeah. enjoy it. You won't find it that hard. I didn't find it that hard. Okay, but it depends I think on. It was. Um, I think Dan Rose and Vanessa and. Um, yeah, I saw all them not them. Yeah, and I saw that they. Um, there was a couple of things that that looked pretty hard um, on their stories. So it looked it looked fun. <laughs> yeah, loads of monkey bars, loads of moving bits. Like, you don't get me dry wrong. hands with you. <laughs> I didn't. I should have done it. I said that's Rob when I turned up. I said I wish I took some grip. Yeah, right. I'll, like, I'll be well prepared. <laughs> yeah, take some take some grip. I I'm mean, it's, it's it's fun and it is. It definitely was a challenge. Yeah, but like for us, our grip strength is so prominent. <laughs> so you know, having that hanging off the monkey bars, swinging around, all of it is like what we do, isn't it? So exactly. It so was super just like a massive adult playground, is what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. It was super, super fun. I I did I did really, really enjoy it. Um so with your do you have a set day every week then that you like carve out like is Sunday's your day with Alex um, or Yeah, normally so Alex actually lives in Cardiff Monday to Friday. Really? Okay. Yeah, so he works there. Um so yeah, so I try and have Sundays, Saturday afternoons and Sundays off, although yeah. the next two weeks sort of loose on that. Uh, <laughs> um, you, know you can't help it though can you you really try and I try and really block out my days and then things crop up and you're like oh okay and then before you know it like I've got like three weekends in a row booked out and I'm like well, where's my downtime it's gone yeah so I mean I think also we're quite lucky because you know in the week you do, I don't know about you but I find that I tend to be really busy in the mornings really busy in the evenings but then I have that big chunk, chunk of day in the middle um and you know we do admin and training and things like that but you always tend to have like I try I have Tuesday evenings off as well so I okay. now uh, like that's definitely changed since lockdown because I just find that you just can't catch up on everything so like, no. Tuesday is my admin day or my clean the house day or you know the things that you never get done day is my Tuesday. The things you don't want to do but need to be done day. <laughs> yeah that still don't get done I just yeah. procrastinate and then watch Love Island. Uh, <laughs> yeah that'll get done that, next week the intent is there so that is the main thing <laughs> but yeah so do you look after yourself in terms of massage do you have regular massages at all like recovery what does that look like for you when you're injured do you do much rehab um, stuff like I that probably do more like all of us I imagine yeah um, I see my physio every three weeks okay so, cool so you're I quite think, hot on that yes because I was finding that by especially since coming back to everything by training, performing, and then obviously um, teaching on top of that, mm. your body's just not happy with it. Although, so one thing that definitely changed me is I now teach pretty much everything from beginner to intermediate on my um, least dominant side. And that has completely okay. changed my injuries. Like I very rarely get injuries now. I'm more, I'm more tight or I do have a bit of problems with my hips, 
just from sort of standing and walking so much throughout the day. But from seeing my physio every three weeks, he sorts my hips out. And then the rest of it is is pretty self-maintained, really. But yeah. It's important, isn't it? Just to prevent those, just to prevent those injuries and stuff. It's, there's nothing worse than being injured. Like yeah, nothing worse. Why I'd is rather there. just have it as regular treatment rather than wait until I have an injury from tightness yeah. and this. And so, yeah. I yeah, I never want to get to a stage where I'm that like where you abandon your body. I, I was on the hunt for a new physio recently and I found one now, but I just want to find someone that I can go to every single month because I used to do it religiously for like the past two, three years. And then lockdown happened and it's getting back into the swing of it, isn't it? Like getting back into those routines of having those weekly not weekly monthly massages or whatever that looks like for you would be nice <laughs> weekly would be bloody lovely I know if, um I wish I could have them weekly I would if I could me too so um what does a training session look like for you if you do you have a time do you have some time because obviously you're, you're very popular on social media so getting your content and stuff like that for the socials do you have time or even just training for you um I combine the two together um do you have set time that you get to train and if so how do you structure that training time like is there are we have you got a nice instagram saved folder like we all do which we're all heavily dependent on saved folders (laughs) it's like the the stuff that i I have like a bendy folder which is the folder that i never go into because you always think like one day when i'm feeling really bendy i'll do that and that's never happened so that folder just stays filled up with not being opened yeah like the low pole folder which i tend to start with all the low stuff yeah and then uh, normally like numerous different training albums because they start to fill up too much but yeah i train maybe i try and train about three times a week definitely two long ones um and then i try and fit in like a short one which is normally just me making choreo for for classes or just training a little bit for classes yeah but I, what I do now is I book them in as practice sessions for people to join. Okay. If join, then I'll do it. Because quite often, you know, you're tired. You're like, oh, I can't bother. I'm yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. So if I book it where people are actually at the studio, then it makes me train. So I tend to do that. Um, well, that's a good idea. Thanks. It just, it just, yeah, well, it will, <laughs> wouldn't it? Because you, like you say, you'll then, you then feel that little, pr- that pressure. Well, you've, you have, because you've got to do it for some people or train with people, whereas you're totally right. Like sometimes I'm in the studio and I'm like, mm, well, I could just go get a coffee. Like we have a Starbucks right down the right. Brilliant. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm going to definitely need a Starbucks before I even get started training. And then before I know it, I've got like half an hour left. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing. I don't know about you, but I tend to sit there scrolling through my Instagram yeah. and then you're like, so what I tend to do now, before I even get to the studio, I've worked out what I'm training. So if I found yes. some combos I want to do, I film them because you've got your screen record on your iPhone. It's exactly what I do now. Yep. I film them. I get them ready. And then normally about five of them I can't do because I've been way too overambitious. And then I find one which I can half do. And then I just make my own version of it because I can't do their version of it. That's what I do too. <laughs> and then I you're like, oh, that. inspiration by this person. They're too awesome. I couldn't fully copy them. So I've got this instead. <laughs> I've just taken a snippet of the easiest piece of your copy. <laughs> yeah. And then, Basically, and then my how you inverted on the pole I thought was really cool. So I've stolen that. <laughs> yeah. But the flip and the crazy shit you did in between, I missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally, totally get that. So yeah. um, before, when you did when you did compete how did you prep for those competitions did you like how (laughs) (laughs) yeah when speaking to a few people you know I didn't really like because I've never competed and um it's people like train months and months in advance I know that sounds silly but people like we're talking like six months to a year for some people where you're religiously working on it so what does that look like for you um so definitely not six months to a year um I I'd say normally, okay, maybe about five months. Um, and I, I I definitely take on a lot of pressure. I think so many people do anyway. Like, I'm not one of these people who's like, yeah, I'm so relaxed while I do it. I enjoy the process. That's not me. I'm Is there anyone that's like that? I see some people, they tell me they are. I think it's a lie. But it's I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like high intense. I'm basically not a very nice person when I'm <laughs> training for competitions. Because you're obviously, you're on a diet, you, you want to look your best. Mm-hmm. You're training incredible amounts on top of everything else that you're doing as well. It's not like life just stops and you can just 100% focus. 
So, you know, you'll get up early, you'll do a bit more cardio, you'll go to the gym more, you do more flexibility training. Then there's all the research of like, okay, well, how should I transfer from this move to that move and make it interesting? Because you don't want yeah. to in like, for example, if it's a bus on a flat line, okay, how would you get into your bus flying flat line? Oh, I'd invert. Well, that's boring. I've seen that before. So, okay, think of an interesting way how you're going to get into your butterfly. So there's a lot of like brain process and focus around it. Um, yeah. and making things more interesting or trying to create things that people haven't seen before and then you've got to also get the beat of the music finding a piece of music alone takes me bloody weeks to do because you're trying to find a piece of music that no one's done anything magical to that yeah. people go oh they're doing that song I remember when Bendy Kate did that song oh I can't believe she's redone it so you've got to find a piece of music that's not already been taken and then you know it's this whole process and everyone works very differently with it. I freestyle a lot to, to things, but and then you try and find the special bits in the music that you want to hit and you want to maybe create shapes to or do certain moves to. I mean, I don't know if I do want to compete. I'll take it back. I've actually, yeah, um, you're selling it really well. <laughs> Thanks. No, um, it this does is what... make you a better pole dancer, though. And it's amazing to see what you can achieve. But it's, it's, it's awful. I'm not like, I don't want to put people off, but it's a lot. It's a hell of a lot. You have to really throw your body and your mind and your life at it. And then, you know, maybe you do well, maybe you don't. So you have to, during the day, just go, I'm doing this for me and I need to enjoy it. That's it. And that's the hard thing to do. I'm very competitive and I definitely, you know, I've had times where it's been absolutely diabolical and I still can't watch it now. But you go, okay, well, that's my learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got somewhere, I mean, they're definitely not perfect. None of mine are perfect. I'm not that kind of pole dancer. There's so many like lines that are off or I've missed this, but I've got somewhere I, I don't care. I really enjoy doing it. And you know, if that lines off, I still love that piece. I had fun making it. I had fun doing it. And that has to be important in it. Otherwise, it has to be at the forefront, doesn't it? Yeah. I find it incredibly overwhelming when I've, I've looked to compete before, don't get me wrong. And then I'm like, so... I said to my husband, I'm going to compete. I think I was going to compete last year or the year before, like before the pandemic hit the year of the pandemic. I was like, right, I'm going to compete. Like I feel like I should just do it. Like, but then I don't know where to start. It's so overwhelming. Like you say, you've got to take all of that. Like I didn't even get to the tricks part. I didn't even get that far. But I also think as well, like obviously tricks do play a part in it, but I think having creativity is more important and trying to stand out is more important but I agree it's I think finding a song is quite a big thing that I found hard that is where because music for me is everything like even when I'm doing a combo in class or in yeah. open sessions or training or whatever it is music is everything 100%. so the piece of music that I would decide to compete to has to be so right because you have to listen to it for six months as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you have to live and breathe that song. <laughs> yeah, lots of visualisation, lots of listening to your song on dog walks, things like that, going mm -hmm. through it. You don't have to, like, keep pushing the training up constantly. And quite honestly, like, the big tricks, you can train them separately. I try and train a lot of the floor work and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're having a tired day, you try and do all of your low pole, your floor work on the tired days. When you've got budding energy, then try and run the routine through. But yes, yeah, like you say, the song's going to help you through all of that. If you've got about like a song that you don't like, by the end of the six months, you're just going to be like, oh, I just can't wait for this to be over. Yeah, you never want to feel like that, do you ever? But you, <clears throat> it's actually how I create a lot of my combos for class. I, I used to anyway. I've changed the way I teach a little bit more now. I don't know why. I think it's because I think it's because so many people have been off for so long that I don't want to. I'm very cautious about throwing people in. Still now you know, people are still building back up that strength that they've lost over like a year and a half for some people. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's getting and gaining people's confidence, but I was very much driven by the song. I would drive to work and hear a song on the radio or in my playlist and then everything, the, whole, the combo would just be there in, the, in my head. And that's, that's how I want it to be when I, if I ever do compete, find that song, which does that for me. Yeah. But it's, it's annoying, same, isn't it? As you go, like I have again, like like on Instagram, I have so many albums saved on my Spotify. Do you? I'm like this would be for this performance. This would be for this competition. So I've got like a UK PPC playlist. I've got a performance that. playlist. I've got an Exotic Generation playlist. I've got 
you know, all sort of different ideas and different things so that if I do decide to rent something again, I'm like, right, I'll probably go through and I'll go, what was I thinking? <laughs> no, but sometimes it's just a beat that you hear, isn't it? And then you're yeah. like, well, that would work well. <laughs> yeah, I don't definitely. know how the rest of it would come together, but this and this move would be so good there. Yeah, the rest of it I'll just cut. Because that's the thing, you can also cut your music, you know, you can add yeah, this is true. together and things. I, th- I think, you know, there's so much more options now. Um, yeah. So you have to just stick to one song. This is true. So for anybody listening who will be competing, what would be your what would be your tip? Someone that's competed quite a few times. And you perform a lot too, so I think just make it your own. Have mm-hmm. a theme and make it your own. I think, you know, we're all trying to especially with Instagram, you know, I do it all the time. I get inspiration from other people. But I find that some of my favorite combos when I actually take the time to just explore things myself. And I think finding your own style, finding what you are good at, it does take time. It does, you know, copying other people is a way to find what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But it's going to stand out more, you doing your own thing, your own style, with your own creativity on stage, rather than becoming a copy of somebody else. we we all do it and as I say I do it all the time on Instagram I'm you know getting inspiration from all other people but I think it's really important competing wise because you don't want to be the same as everyone else you want to be you you want to be different and you want to find what you're good at um but it does take time it does take a lot of you know it probably won't be your first competition that happens it might be a few down the line but finding what you're good at and what what your body likes doing is really important but it really shows isn't it it's like when like it, taking it back to when we when we we're talking about training and like how you have those folders of doing the bendy stuff and all that sort of stuff that's that's not my favorite style of training I'm not very good at it a bit like how you were saying I'm not that and I'm not naturally bendy I would have to warm up um like the way you say warm up <laughs> you mean you don't warm up Ooh, yeah i do a lot of low pole <laughs> yeah no warm up yeah i do warm up i mean the extra half an hour of warming up that i know that i have to do um but even when i'm doing it yes it feels great but i feel more comfortable when i'm training what i love to do like yeah. for me at the moment that's strength that's static it's the flips the rotations that's that's very much where it's at for me at the moment and it's amazing and it is incredible to watch Thank you. Thank you so much. Same with you and your low poets. I've, I was actually watching one of your videos the other day. You put on a, um, it, this was ages ago that I saw, I've still got it in my saved and it was just, a, you did a move from the front of the pole um, and you just swoosh your legs out and then bring it back into that nice, like sit that we like a, a part like a pole sit with your feet like this yeah. and it was so beautiful and like it just you know, like you say, you take inspiration from others because that was something that I would definitely look to use in a flow. That yeah, I've never even thought it. of. But you can take, and we all do it. Like, yeah, of I don't course know we do. anyone who hasn't, but we all get things, but then make it your own. Try not to be like, this has to be the same. Because I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves as well. If they can't get that exact combo, the exact way that that person has done, they're like, oh, I feel terrible. And you're like, no. Like, as we were saying earlier, you know, we get a little bit of inspiration and go, can't do that, can't do that. I definitely don't feel bad that I can't do it. I'm like, how could I change this for me? And then you create something else and it, you know, it might be better. It might be worse. It might be the same. Who cares? You've made it. So I totally, totally agree with that. There's just some things that I, even with like transitions or a certain trick or what I really like doing at the moment is going back through old stuff or taking stuff where I'm like, well, I'll take that entry and then I'll take it into that and I'll mix it with a little bit of that. And like you say, just creating your own, but everyone, you've got to take inspiration from others. I mean, there's so many amazing people out there that all bring their own style yeah definitely and i think that's one of the most important well thank you so much for joining me this is flown by by the way i don't even feel like i've covered everything but i'm really cautious (laughs) i know you're going out um so what would be your tip i know i asked for tips for competing but for any beginners listening what would your tips be for beginners or anyone starting their pole journey um i would definitely start with a qualified instructor and i would learn yes basics with an instructor versus because i know a lot of people they want to home pole quite quickly i think get your basics get strong basics and then so important isn't it massively and like uh, you know we've been doing it for a long time and i know that when i started i definitely had some bad habits which has taken me a really long time to get out of so if you do end up training yourself make sure you're training the right thing and you don't get the bad habits i think that's the bad habits are good very 
very hard to yeah you need that foundation it's like it's like you said um I always find it when I teach people that want to do handsprings and I was saying this the other day so I'm going to be boring for anyone listening because I've already said this but for anyone training handsprings it's like okay well let's strip it back have you got your butterfly have you got your d have you got your extended butterfly you know have where look at the progressions before you even attempt where you want to be and I think a quality like you say a qualified instructor will know how to take you through that and guide you through your journey and also if work out what it is you want for the show and that's all levels like I had someone come to me a little like a little while a few years ago and wanted to do a rainbow marchenko I was like have you seen my Instagram (laughs) I am not the girl for you (laughs) so you know like work out what you want from your instructor as well research your instructor or that's a good one it's going to have lots of different types of uh, instructors there and find the one that suits you and train with many different ones as well you don't have to stay with one instructor I think it's important to train with different people to get different styles to get different things you know they don't see you know they want to come to you for your flips your strength moves your static rotations and then why would you come for me for flips? That's not my thing, you know. So definitely yeah. into your instructor and what you want from them. I think owning that, by the way, as an individual, it doesn't happen very a lot done here, right down in Southampton, in terms of like cross training with schools and stuff like that. But it it's so important. Like yeah, you say, I can't like teach loads you. of people who come to our studio, they go to the other studios in Brighton, outside of Brighton as well. Some come from London and things. But you know, what why wouldn't you? 100% you're right I, I can't trained I would I train in loads of different studios because I'd be like right I want to learn her exotic I want to do flips with her I want to do low pole with her I want to do her advanced stuff or his advanced stuff their advanced stuff you know it's it's I think it's really important to research who you're learning from definitely I love that I love that and everyone just need everyone can just own their shit that what they're good at yeah and go Thanks. learn from as many people Don't as come possible to me for a rainbow marchenko that is <laughs> No, I am not your girl. <laughs> no, I hate that when people are like, can we do some splitties up? I'm like, right now I'm going to have to warm my splits up. But like, <laughs> I can't naturally split. So I'm like, fuck, if, if someone wants to come to me to do splitties up, I'm going to have to really warm up before they, they get to me. But but yeah, like, no, yeah, I just woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my head, my, my foot can naturally come up to here. <laughs> I wish. Um, Chloe, thank you so, so much for joining thank me. This has been magical um, to have you on. And it's been lovely to finally meet you. I can't believe you're so close. I know. Well, we're going to have to meet up for a training session now. You I'm can in. teach me some flips. I'll teach I'll you, teach you low. forward rolls. <laughs> no, wait, no, no. Yeah. Why would I teach you low? I just said, I'll teach you low. No, you'll teach me low. All right, done, done. With some flips. I love it. Done. Well, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And thanks for asking me. Have a lovely evening as well. Enjoy the thanks. sunshine and the beach. Thank you. I'm just going to.